Chapter 15 of Black Beauty, Young Folks Edition, by Anna Sewell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 15 At a sale, I found myself in company with a lot of horses, some lame, some broken-winded, some old, and some that I am sure it would have been merciful to shoot. The buyers and sellers, too, many of them, looked not much better off than the poor beasts they were bargaining about. There were poor old men trying to get a horse or pony for a few pounds that might drag about some little wood or coal cart. There were poor men trying to sell a worn-out beast for two or three pounds, rather than have the greater loss of killing him. Some of them looked as if poverty and hard times had hardened them all over, but there were others that I would have willingly used the last of my strength in serving, poor and shabby, but kind and humane, with voices that I could trust. There was one tottering old man that took a great fancy to me, and I to him, but I was not strong enough, it was an anxious time. Coming from the better part of the fair, I noticed a man who looked like a gentleman farmer, with a young boy by his side. He had a broad back and round shoulders, a kind, ruddy face, and he wore a broad-brimmed hat. When he came up to me and my companions, he stood still and gave a pitiful look round upon us. I saw his eyes rest on me, and I had still a good mane and tail, which did something for my appearance. I pricked my ears and looked at him. There's a horse, Willie, that has known better days. Poor old fellow, said the boy. Do you think, Grandpapa, he was ever a carriage horse? Oh, yes, my boy, said the farmer, coming closer. He might have been anything when he was young. Look at his nostrils and his ears the shape of his neck and shoulder. There's a deal of breeding about that horse. He put out his hand and gave me a kind pat on the neck. I put out my nose in answer to his kindness. The boy stroked my face. Poor old fellow. See, Grandpapa, how well he understands kindness. Could not you buy him and make him young again as you did with Lady Bird? My dear boy, I can't make all old horses young. Besides, Ladybird was not so very old, as she was run down and badly used. Well, Grandpapa, I don't believe that this one is old. Look at his mane and tail. I wish you would look into his mouth, and then you could tell. Though he is so very thin, his eyes are not sunk like some old horses. The old gentleman laughed. Bless the boy. He is as horsey as his old grandfather. But do look at his mouth, Grandpapa, and ask the price. I am sure he would grow young in our meadows. The man who had brought me for sale now put in his word. The young gentleman's a real knowing one, sir. Now, the fact is, this here horse is just pulled down with overwork in the cabs. He's not an old one. And I heard as how the veterinary say that a six months run-off would set him right up, being as how his wind was not broken. 
I've had the tending of them these ten days past, and a gratefuller, pleasanter animal I never met with, and would be a gentleman's while to give a five-pound note for him, and let him have a chance. I'll be bound he'd be worth twenty pounds next spring. The old gentleman laughed, and the little boy looked up eagerly. Oh, Grandpapa, did you not say the colt sold for five pounds more than you expected? You would not be poorer if you did buy this one. The farmer slowly felt my legs, which were much swelled and strained. Then he looked at my mouth. Thirteen or fourteen, I should say. Just trot him out, will you? I arched my poor thin neck raised my tail a little, and threw out my legs as well as I could, for they were very stiff. What is the lowest you will take him for? said the farmer as I came back. Five pounds, sir. That was the lowest price my master set. Tis a speculation, said the old man, shaking his head, but at the same time slowly drawing out his purse. Quite a speculation. Have you any more business here? he said counting the sovereigns into his hand. No, sir, I can take him for you to the inn, if you please. Do so. I am now going there. End of chapter 15 Recording by Prachi Pense, Wilmington, Delaware